You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, welcome into the Starcastica Mark Studios. What a win for the stars tonight. Uh, my name is Ryan Chambers. I am the host of Starcastica Marks, and this is the after game review for game number 69. He <laughs> 69. And uh Stars win by a final score tonight of three to two over the New York Islanders, getting revenge for the loss they had earlier this season against the Islanders. So uh, they split the season series, the Islanders and the Stars do, and it was a great game overall by the Stars. But before we get into uh, the game here tonight overall, I'd like to acknowledge DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Thank you, DraftKings, for being our sponsor. Go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Um, Today, you are stuck with just me today. So hopefully we'll have a a special guest on Thursday. I don't want to ruin the surprise and who that might be, but... uh, there will be hopefully a special guest on Thursday, and we'll, we'll see if we can get that uh, hooked up for you guys. So it's not just uh, y'all listening to me and to, to my comments and my thoughts. But um, since we don't have anybody else on the podcast tonight, neither Chris or James, please let me know what your thoughts were in tonight's game uh, by leaving it in the chat comments down below. And uh, I will definitely get to those comments tonight uh, to kind of uh, lead the discussion here in this game. So... um. Going into tonight's game, just a couple of things that we should mention before we get into any kind of initial observations or anything like that. Um, Giryanov and Peterson were both out tonight, um, which is not good for the Stars, especially with the whole Peterson thing, because Giryanov hasn't been all that hot this season. Um, he's kind of been on and off the past two years, but Peterson has been particularly doing really well this season. He's been He's gotten to double digits and goals. He is a rookie that we didn't expect to come out and, you know, produce like he has, offensively especially. But uh, nonetheless, both Geary and Peter are out, so that leads us to believe that Studenich and Radulov would both be in the game tonight, which they were. Um, Essa Lindell was also once again out for the Dallas Stars, his third game in a row. So hopefully that's it. and he was the biggest loss tonight. For me, if you ask, because uh, us not having Essa Lindell in our top six for defensemen is really, really bad. It, it's not as significant as having uh, not having Mira Haskin in for like, you know, a week and a half or two weeks or whatever it was when he was out for mononucleosis. But he's still such an important part of the Dallas Stars uh, back end. He's been a figure back there as the defensive defenseman for the Stars. So. Hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later. Now, the nice thing about this tonight is that even though we've had kind of this transition between players going in and out of the lineup, you know, uh, Peterson being out, maybe Garyanoff going out, or, you know, Hawk and Paw having to sit out because he apparently couldn't breathe after his nose got broken in warm-ups uh, in Seattle, the Stars have looked pretty consistent. If you ask me, that's probably my biggest takeaway out of tonight's game is the fact that even though the Stars have 
had these injury issues and we're fine. Our depth is finally being tested. We haven't really seen a lot of that this year. And that's a good thing. We haven't seen the injury bug hit the stars very much, but it's finally being tested just with guys being day by day. Uh, not necessarily week for week, unless you're talking about Mira Hayskinen. Um, but I mean, we've had Holby has been out for, I think it's almost been a month now, maybe even more at this point. And, you know, Peterson's have been dealing with some stuff. Garyanov apparently has been sick for several weeks with a non-COVID related illness. So that's why maybe that's why he hasn't been all that fantastic. But it's just nice to see that stars, the stars can deal with injuries or guys being out. And the game plan doesn't really change that much which is fantastic. And they play the same style, they play the same way, and they're still able to get the results to keep themselves in the playoff picture, which is the complete opposite of uh, Vegas. Now, uh, now I'm not saying that the injury report is the exact same as Vegas. We're not dealing with anything close to what Vegas is dealing with. But what we have been able to do is deal with the players that have been out for the Stars, unlike Vegas has. Vegas's depth has really been tested. And the stars hasn't really been as much, but it's nice to see that the depth is able to hold up for the stars, whether that be defensively, goaltending, or even in uh, the top 12 for forwards when it comes for the stars. So great for that tonight. Um, let me get into uh, my biggest winner and biggest loser here for here tonight. Um, I, I couldn't really think of a, a biggest loser tonight. Um, there were a couple of plays that I was a little iffy on from some certain individuals, but they had some other plays that they kind of made up for it. Um, I think if you want to talk about uh, biggest winners tonight, though, is uh, student each. So student each coming off of uh, not being in the lineup the last game and with both Gary Onoff and Peterson being out, you know, two guys who can play in the top six, he gets that opportunity to play with Ben and Sagan. And that was arguably the best line for the Dallas Stars tonight was those three guys. I would not be surprised to see those three guys stay together for the game on Thursday. Uh, who I, uh, Toronto, sorry, Toronto, Toronto, it kind of went in the back of my head there and I couldn't remember. So, um, I think he's probably the biggest winner tonight here is a student each, but an even bigger winner. If you ask me is the player, Tyler Sagan, Tyler Sagan was one of the best Dallas stars, players on the ice tonight whether that be uh defensively offensively he got in on some of the goals tonight and uh we also saw that uh and, and you'll see in my in my notes here in a second that uh that Tyler Sagan had some really good defensive zone plays that I, I had to had to mention so uh well let's go ahead and without further ado let's just get into the this uh, summary here tonight um, the podcast is not going to be as long tonight as it has been. It, man, the, the last two weeks have really kicked my butt. I've not been getting good sleep. So let's let's just get straight into this. And uh, please, again, once again, keep keep those comments coming, and I will definitely hopefully get into those comments as we go on. Um, something pointed off right off at the beginning of the of the uh, episode episode the beginning of the broadcast is that the Isles had not been to Dallas since December of 2019 so it's been a while since the the Islanders have been to Dallas um minute and a half in the stars are forcing forcing turnovers in the uh, offensive zone against the Islanders so a really good start for the stars here 
Klingberg walks down from the point and shoots high, and that would be several shots that he would have tonight that uh, that would not make it out onto the net. But three and a half minutes in, I put one-to-one -one in shots, so there's not like a big shot differential at this point in the game. Uh, Jamie Benn had a really good play where he beat out an icing. It's good to see him, and especially early on in the first period, I noticed that he was using some of his speed, which we haven't really seen much of beast mode Jamie Benn like we saw when he was you know, Art Ross, Jamie Ben, but it was good to see that on that play. Um, 15 minutes, 50 seconds remaining in the first. There was a good ozone pressure by the Stars, and Kiviranta had a huge chance, and he had a great game tonight as well. I'll give him a, a, a slight biggest winner tonight because there was about two or three chances that he was not able to bury, but he was at least there and getting those chances. So good for Kiviranta. Six minutes in, the shots are 5-2 to two for the Dallas Stars here, so the Stars are starting to pull apart that shot differential and we'll see a huge shot differential at the end of the game. Um, Harley had a good defensive play, breaking up a three on two that was developing for the New York Islanders. So good play by Harley there who has really stepped up lately. Um, he, he's, he's very hot and cold right now and that's to be expected coming from a rookie, but the last game he played against the Seattle Kraken, he played almost 20 minutes, which, you know, kind of leads me to believe that, you know, maybe he's starting to get ready to be in that top four. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, anyways, it was a good play on that particular play by Thomas Harley. Um, About, I think it's seven and a half minutes into the first period, Stars would score from Studenich off of a rebound from Miro Haskin and point shot. So Studenich gets his first goal as a Dallas star, and I believe it's his third of his career. And he he's looked excellent for the Stars. And it's amazing to me that he was on uh, waivers because this guy fits right in with the Dallas Stars. Uh, he's got a lot of speed, which I absolutely love. He, I mean, he's so freaking fast. Uh, not quite as fast as Hintz, but he definitely has that speed, uh, you know, mentality. And he's got that ability to really, really, really go. And uh, uh, there was one play in particular, I can't remember which uh, period it is, and I'm sure I wrote it down here somewhere. But uh, he actually was able to go around the defenseman and get into uh, get into like right in front of Varlamov and was able to get a good chance off of that. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to it. But anyway, great game by student needs tonight. Um, however, the New York Islanders believed that it was a goalie inter interference penalty. Um, I didn't see it. Honestly, I thought it was kind of stupid and. But Razor was saying, you know, there definitely was some contact there. So maybe they were just kind of hoping that it wouldn't count as a goal and maybe that little bit of contact that Ben had with Varlamov would make that goal not count. But regardless, they would challenge it and they would lose that challenge the New York Islanders were. So the Stars would go on the power play. And, you know, I didn't even think about this. Razor is so smart. But he thought... You know, what's the, I mean, why not challenge it? Because the Stars have been really bad on the power play as of late. Actually, they, they've given teams better opportunities on their own power plays. So, I mean, if you're the New York Islanders, why not? I mean, take a shot and see if you, if it goes back for some strange reason. Um, But, uh, and I, and he was, and Razor was exactly right because uh, on, the said power play afterwards for delay of game for the losing the coaches challenge. Uh, I think out of the four entrances that they made into the uh, offensive zone, the stars had two of the four of them were just really bad. 
the one good one they had is because they won off the faceoff, and that was about it. So the Stars continued to struggle with the power play, and that's not good, especially when you consider that, you know, the Stars earlier in the season, they were fourth. At one point, they were ranked fourth in the power play in the entire NHL, and now they're outside of the top 10, I believe. I think they're 11th. So it, it's still, you know, better than most teams. They're still on the top echelon of the NHL, but you really got to rely on that power play when you get to the playoffs. And, you know, assuming we make the playoffs, my fingers are still crossed. I'm hoping they prove me wrong. But you have to be able to have that ability to score when you have your chances. And they're, the Stars are just not doing that right now. Um, New York would eventually kill off that power play. And then I wrote stars continue to suck on the power play. There was no other way to put it. And then right after the penalty was killed. uh, Oh, I forget his first name, but regardless, Pajot would score on a two on one. And it was a really beautiful pass by Noah Dobson. Who's looked really good for the New York Islanders this year. And that would uh, make it one, one tie. And it was really frustrating because at this point in the game, the stars had most of the pressure in the offensive zone. And then I write, oh, it doesn't matter. It's tied. So this is how the Islanders play. This is how they've played for years now. They really focus in on their defensive side of the puck. They don't care if they get outshot. And then they really take advantage of the few opportunities that they have. And they did, especially early on in this game. So it would be 1-1 with 8-13 remaining in the first. Uh, a minute later, Nelson would have a really good chance, but Otter just gets enough of it, who kind of had a rough first and second period, but he would make up for it in the third. Uh, six minutes remaining in the first period, the top line with a really good shift in the offensive zone, and they looked good tonight as well. They just didn't get the goals tonight like they normally do. Um, Foxa would take a puck on the, on the knee, and I was really, really, really scared at that point because Foxa has been better at least in my eyes, recently. He's, he scores a goal here tonight, I believe. Yes, he yes he did get credit for the goal. So it wasn't Glendening, it was Foxa. But he would get a goal in the second period. Yes, it bounced off of him. But hey, it's still a goal for Foxa. So uh, we really need to try and stay as healthy as possible. And there were a couple of instances tonight. It wasn't just Foxa, but Hintz got hit by a puck as well that looked like may keep him out of the lineup for the rest of the game. But... Nonetheless, both the guys would stay in the game, which is really good to see for the Stars. Um, At three minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the first period, you could really see this shot differential really start to pull apart. And the Stars would be up 16-6 to in shots at that point. And about three minutes after I wrote that, the Stars would get a goal from Sagan. He would score off of a deflection where it basically just kind of bounced off of him. And it was Hanley from the shot, uh, from the from the point, excuse me. And it was Sagan's 20th goal of the season. And, you know, at first I was frustrated with Sagan not scoring his Sagan-esque goals like he has in the past where, you know, he's been able to dangle and get shots in and all that sort of stuff. But you know what? If he's in the right spot at the right time and he's scoring goals, that's his 20th of the year. He's He might be able to get the 30. 25 is more likely. I don't think he could get to 30 at this point in the season, but 25 is definitely within reach for Tyler Sagan. And he's really picked it up. uh, I would say maybe December, January, maybe something like that. So it's, it's good to see Sagan scoring. Nonetheless, they never ask how you did it. They just ask how many. So good for him. And then at the end of the first period, the one thing that I did wrote, wrote, right. 
written, whatever. <laughs> this is why I'm not an English teacher and I'm a band teacher. Uh, the Stars were dominating in the face-off circle in the first period. So that's something that they could have taken a lot more advantage of. And especially with the shots that they were and the pressure that the Stars were having in the first period, I really, really thought that the Stars should have been up more 3-1, to 4-1, to one, something like that. Or maybe 2 nothing. Maybe that shot by uh, Pajot doesn't normally go in because Otter normally makes at least one of those saves. The two goals that he led in tonight, he normally makes, you know, he normally makes those. He's been that good. So when they go in, it's kind of it's kind of weird to see him allow those to go in. But nonetheless, two to one going into the first intermission. Starting at the second period, right off the bat, there's a three on one uh, New York Islanders odd man rush, and not- Nelson scores. And then I wrote, Otter is really not having the greatest game tonight. Um, Hanley got caught at the ozone blue line, and that's what allowed the New York Islanders to take advantage of that. Uh, point and at that point i think they had eight shots that was it they had eight shots on goal through you know a period in 30 seconds and the two opportunities that i thought they had they scored on so it was two to two and it was really frustrating to look at because the stars have been way 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 better they've been the better team they've been able to score and it's just they're not the stars are not taking advantage of their opportunities on the power play. And I thought, and I was really scared that that was going to be the difference in the game. I'm glad I was wrong. Um, about a minute later, Sagan would have a good D zone play, and then he drives into the O zone, and it was really good offensive zone pressure by the stars here for a good, you know, minute maybe two, searching for that uh, to get back into that lead and have that one goal lead again. And then I didn't really write anything for the next four minutes because it was very back and forth. It was mostly uh, stars spending time in the New York Islanders zone and the Islanders just playing really good defense. But uh, 14 minutes, 15 seconds remaining in the second, stars would have a three on two with the Sagan line, which again, I'll say was the best line for the Dallas Stars here tonight. Um, 13 minutes and 40 seconds, there was a really good uh, defensive play by Glenn Denning on Brock Nelson. So it was a great play by Luke Glendening, and I think he's very underrated for what he does for the Dallas Stars. And, you know, the, the Stars fans, we typically look at, especially that fourth line, Raffle, Foxa, and Glendening, and we ask, what the heck do they do? What, 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 I mean, they don't do anything, and that's not the case. And especially in a game like this, when you're playing against a team who is very defensively minded, which... I wish the stars were more defensively minded and they were, that was more their mentality and their identity. We've kind of gotten away from that in the last year and a half or so, but you could see those plays, uh, you know, kind of highlighted more in this game because of what the New York Islanders were doing to the stars. So I don't know. I I think we just need to appreciate more that fourth line for the Dallas stars. Cause obviously Rick bonus really loves that fourth line and he really relies on those guys. So once again, good play by Glenn Denning there. 13 minutes remaining in the second period. There was a really big hit by Johnston on Hawkenpaw. And earlier in that period, there was a uh, a, a little kerfuffle between him and Kivi Ronsa. And Kivi Ronsa's like 5'11", dude. <laughs> and Johnston's like 6'5", weighs 235 pounds. Kivi Ranta, please. We, we we want we like you. Don't go and get destroyed, please. Just just leave it leave it be. So, anyways, about three minutes later, the Islanders would get a power play off of a student niche delay of game, and it was just an unfortunate you know 
Student Nietzsche was just trying to get a stick on it, and it just happened to go f- fly over the glass, and it was just unfortunate. But um, the Dallas Stars would do to the Islanders that the Kraken did to us in the last game. The Stars would get a shorthanded goal. Who knew that the only way we're going to score on special teams is the shorthanded way? Go figure. Anyways, that shorthanded goal was Glenn Denning to Foxa. It was a bounce around. It was a lucky bounce for the Stars. But hey, again, garbage goal. Who gives a crap? It went in the back of the net. It's credited to Foxa. So who cares? Stars are up 3-2 to two at this point. Um, and then I wrote right after that goal that the shots have really, really, really gone in favor of the Stars at this point. It was 27-8. to eight. That is insane. They're over-tripling the Islanders at this point. But the Islanders don't care. That's just how the Islanders play. It's just their game and how they play. And they've, I think, oh, shoot, what was the stat that uh, Razor said? I think they've lost like five like five or eight games in regulation in the past 25 or 27, something like that, something insane. And the Islanders are not going to make the playoffs. They've been really good, and they're not going to make the playoffs just because they had a really bad start to the season where they only won five of 20 to begin the season. So, uh, and th- I mean, that difference in the Eastern Conference when it comes to the standings, the Islanders are the first team out of the playoffs, and there's an 11-point gap between them and the Washington Capitals. That's just insane to me. <laughs> the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. (laughs) So, anyways, back to the game summary. Stars would kill off the penalty, thank goodness. And then Hintz would take a puck off the right arm, and then I put injured question mark, and I'm like, oh, please. Let him be okay. Because obviously he is our first line center. He's been a one of the best Dallas stars in this uh season for them. And you know, he's acting like the the elite talent, offensive talent that you know Chris and I and James have been talking about for months now. So we really can't lose hints. Really can't lose hints. And I, I thought we were going to because the way that it looked like it hit. It almost looked like it, his arm was sticking out and, it's, and it hit that elbow bone rather than like the soft part of your elbow. So I was really, really, really afraid uh, that we were going to lose hints there. But he would come back, thank God. Um, three minutes remaining in the second period. Klinger would have another chance off the rush. So Klingberg has been playing great. There, he, he still has some defensive gaffes in his game. I didn't see one really, one that stood out to me tonight. But he's having a lot of good offensive chances. Um, Student Nietzsche would actually get a chance on the rebound from the shot of, by Klinger. And then they brought up a uh, a chart after it came back from commercial break 
where it talked about Klinger was a point-per-game player in the last 15 games. So I'm going to... I'm going to kind of eat my words here a little bit in the fact that I've been really on Klingberg a lot this uh, season, especially earlier on, maybe especially in December, January territory, but he's been fantastic offensively for the Dallas stars in the past, you know, three, four weeks. And he's really starting to step it up at the right time. So I hope that stepping up continues and it continues into the playoffs again, assuming the stars make the playoffs. So, so at the end of the second period the stars would be up three to two think uh thanks to three really <laughs> garbage goals by the dallas stars but hey who cares the stars are up three to two and they're looking for revenge on the new york islanders anyways getting into the third period 18 minutes and 20 seconds remaining student each drives the net and ben with a semi chance off the rebound it wasn't a great opportunity for uh ben there but there's the showcase that i was talking about with that student each uh, speed that i that i mentioned earlier is the fact that he can use that speed to get around the defenseman and go around on the outside that we've seen uh, Gary Onoff do. We've seen Hintz do it. We've even seen Luke Glendening at some points do it as well. So he's just another guy that adds to the speed of the Dallas Stars. And, you know, when you a lot of people, when they look at the Dallas Stars, they don't see a lot of speed, but we do. We have a lot of guys that have speed, and I'll mention it again. Student Nietzsche, Hintz, Gary Onoff. Uh, Miro Hiskinen to a certain extent. And then e- even uh, Thomas Harley and uh, John Klingberg, they all, they all have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of speed that is really good to see. So I hope that that speed continues for the Stars. Um, anyways, uh, about 30 seconds later, 17.42 remaining in the third, there was a good save by Varlamov off of a rush chance shot by Kiwi. So there's a second chance by Kiwi in this game. Uh, Radulov with the pass at the Ozone Blue Line. And I said this as a joke in the last podcast when it was uh, me and James, but maybe what Radulov needs to do is not shoot. <laughs> maybe it's just he just needs to pass the puck because it seems like when he passes the puck, whoever he passes the puck to gets a better chance and has a better ability to finish the puck. And I'm I'm totally just doing that in a joking manner, but it it seems like that's the way that it happens for Radulov, and it's just unfortunate he's not able to bury the pucks right now. Um, 40 seconds later, Robo would have a chance in the slot, but Chara makes a really good D-zone play for the New York Islanders. So uh, Zdeno Chara, the defenseman who leads all NHL defensemen in the history uh, by playing the most games, I think he's in his 24th season, I think 24th, maybe 22nd, one of the two, and he's still playing. He's still playing. I'm surprised he didn't get dealt at the deadline. I thought he would want a chance at uh, the Stanley Cup, but obviously there are no takers for him. But but wouldn't that be cool to see Zdeno Chara in a Dallas Stars sweater? I would love it, me personally, but whatever. Um, 15.46 remaining in the third period. There were matching minors for Johnston and Ben, roughing and removing a player's helmet, which I didn't even realize was a penalty, but now I know. It would be four and four hockey for two minutes, and I kind of put I put advantage stars in this because they always seem to do really well when it's four on four or three on three, and especially this year because we've seen that in the uh, three on three uh, overtime. But um, Sagan would get a redirection that would go wide of the net, so there's Sagan's name again popping up in my notes here. Thirteen twenty five remaining. Hutton would take a penalty for the New York Islanders. The Stars would go on the power play, and then I wrote. Hopefully it's better than it was earlier than the first opportunity. 
Um, Chara would hit the outside of the post during the star's power play. So then I'm thinking, nope, it didn't get any better. <laughs> and again, the, our opponents have had better opportunities on our power plays in the last couple of games. So what's fantastic about this star's team is that we're still able to find ways to win, right? And I know we're not playing, you know, fantastic teams and stuff like that, but we're still finding ways to win. And we're doing so many things that could be easily fixed or things that we could do so much better, including this, not allowing uh, offensive opportunities on our power plays. So um, it, that it's, it's kind of like a, a good thing slash bad thing at the same time. And maybe my thought process is kind of weird right now, but that's just what I was thinking when I uh, saw that opportunity for Chara. Um, the penalty would get killed off by the New York Islanders and the Stars gave, uh, give up a shorthanded opportunity. And then they wrote this, uh, wrote, they said this statistic, uh, statistic on the broadcast that they're one for 20 on the power play recently. So seriously, the Stars need to find something. I mean, in, in the, I think the biggest thing they could probably do is give Thomas Harley some time on the power play. Cause Obviously, whatever they're doing right now is not working, okay? So it, 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 maybe throw some players on there that don't normally get, you know, power play time. I don't I don't know. Something different because whatever we're doing is not working. And I know they, like, they took off Giryanov and put PD on one of the, uh, one of the power play units, but it, it still didn't get much better. So I'm not sure what the answer is here. But what I would like to see is I'd like to see Thomas Harley get a little bit of power play time because, I mean, that's really his bread and butter. He is an offensive defenseman. He's very much like Klingberg and maybe a tad bit like Miro Haskinen in that regard in the fact that he really thrives on those opportunities to, you know, get those kind of shots and get those kind of opportunities. So uh, I'll, I'll jump off my my soapbox on that, but... Anyways, I'd love to see him on the on the power play more and get more power play time. Um, after that penalty was killed, eight minutes, 50 seconds remaining in the third. Pajot with a tip in front of Otter. Otter would make a good save on that. Eight minutes and eight seconds remaining. The Islanders would get some ozone pressure finally. And it's almost like the last 12 minutes of the third period, the New York Islanders finally decided to play hockey and kind of wake up and get more offensive opportunities because... When they woke up, so did Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger was much better in that third period. Um, six and a half minutes remaining in the third period, I wrote that the top line was buzzing around again, and they were getting chances, Robo and Hints this time. And they just couldn't bury it tonight, which is okay, because that second line of Sagan, Ben, and Studenich were just absolutely excellent tonight. So hopefully that continues. And again, I'll say it, I'm not so sure that it would be surprising for us to see that line again on Thursday. Keep student, keep student each on that line. I don't know who you take out, but you know, keep them on that line. Cause they, they worked really well tonight. And maybe that was just a one game thing, but we'll see. Um, four minutes, 39 seconds remaining. I wrote the Islanders are pressing again for that game tying goal. It would never come. Thankfully, Three minutes, 45 seconds, hence with a really good backup D play to help out Miro Haskinen. And that's one thing that we overlook about Miro Hintz is, yes, he's elite offensively for the Dallas Stars, but he's also a really good two-way forward. And I don't know, uh, 
I'll have to go look on NHL 22 and see. But you know how I'm on NHL 22, for those of you that play, they have like those those different roles of the guys on the team. There's like the two-way forward and the playmaker and the sniper and all that sort of stuff. I would be very upset if Rope Hintz does not have the two-way forward role on as his role in NHL 22. I'll have to go look, look it up right after this podcast and take a look. But he is... I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised for him later in the uh, in his career to see him get some votes for the best defensive forward and I, i'm forgetting the name of the trophy someone help me out uh someone help me out with the name of the trophy yuri Lettinen uh, won it several times i know marshawn or no bergeron gets it a lot he wins the trophy i'm trying to remember the name of it but i can't remember it someone help me out here chat help me out um but anyways uh Three and a half minutes remaining. Ben would get a shot on Varlamov. And uh, three and three minutes remaining, Otter would absolutely rob Barzell on a rebound chance. And I, when I saw that yawning net, and it was Barzell, who is arguably their best, most creative offensive player, I thought for sure that it, it was a tie game. It was going to be three to three. And I'm like, oh, well, crap. Here we go. Go into overtime again. Um, and then I wrote two minutes remaining. Because just because I love to hear it, uh, the crowd was singing loud tonight at the AAC. I love to see that it, it, it's they've gotten louder over the past couple of years. So uh, so good for the crowd there because I think they were a big determining factor for the stars tonight as well. Oh, I'm not paying attention to the uh, the trophy, the selkie. That's right. Thank you, Ardell, for letting me know. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Could not remember the name to save my life. Thank you, Ardell, for letting me know it's the selkie trophy. Um, and then I got three more comments and that's it. Uh, one minute, 18 seconds remaining. Pajot would get a chance from the, at the top of the circle, the circle. And Pajot was great. He was absolutely uh, fantastic for the New York Islanders tonight. And I think that's like the fourth or fifth time that I've mentioned his name in my notes here tonight. But, uh, nonetheless, he would just get the one goal. Um, 45 seconds remaining. Pavs can't get, can't get the empty netter. It was literally a two on one. And I was just like... The stars cannot get any worse than six on five, but they proved me wrong. <laughs> this game should have been four to two. There's no reason why we should win that or why we shouldn't get that. That should, should go in. I, I don't even know what to say because I'm so frustrated with the, with the play of the six on five, but nonetheless stars get the two points. That's the most important thing that it doesn't matter how they did it. They win the game. They get three garbage goals. Otter did not have a great first and second period. But the third period, he showed up, and especially that game-saving uh, save, for lack of a better term, on Barzell. And I, I mean, you know, we and there's again, it, it's lots of good things and bad things at the same time. Okay, so so for example, bad thing, the top line for the Dallas Stars doesn't score tonight. So uh, Pavs, Robo, hints they don't score tonight. But who does score tonight? Depth goal, uh, depth scoring for the Dallas Stars. That second line completely dominated tonight and they're the reason why we win the game offensively so it's it's a good bad thing if we can just get everything clicking all at the same time i wouldn't want to play us in the playoffs you know if you're colorado or whoever so we'll see if maybe the maybe this can start kind of chugging along get the train moving for the dallas stars because They've been consistent with their play lately with, you know, the movement of the players in and out, okay? 
but the inconsistency of being able to do everything right all at the same time is the inconsistent part. So again, there's there's another good thing versus a bad thing, you know? And the the good thing, here's another one, because it keeps popping in my head. They're not able to score on the power play, but they're still able to find ways to win the game. And they're still scoring five on five, four on four, or in this case, even tonight when they get the shorthanded goal. So it's it's just if they can just get everything going, then I won't have to feel so stressed out and anxious all the time. Man, if I totally understand how Steve Dangle feels about his uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, like I do about my stars. Maybe not to the same extent because uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are not able to win playoff series when they get into the playoffs. I, I think that's going to change this year for them because I think they finally found uh, and understand the way to lose. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Toronto does. But for the Stars, great game tonight. They were able to pick out the win. It was fun. It was a fun game to watch. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching this game here tonight. Um, let me get to some of y'all's comments real quick. Uh, and then we'll close it out here tonight. I'm going to go all the way back, if I can find them. Uh, Brandon, thank you for listening to the show. Of course, Sega gets a Mickey Mouse goal, but it is what it is. That's exactly what I said. I'm just like, at first I was complaining about the fact that Sagan was not getting the really, really good goals, you know, that we expect from him. But, you know, he's in the right spot at the right time. He scores 20 goals, great. Awesome. Um, Brandon also saying... Power play was not great, but penalty kill looked good, especially getting that shorty. Yes, and that was the difference in the game tonight. And it was just Luke Lindenning just kind of kept the play alive for a little bit, just chucked it at the net. Foxa was there, and it bounced around a couple of times, and it went in. So that was the difference in the game tonight for the Stars. Um, Zaggy, that's my brother, Zach. Hey, Zach. Um, Brian, all alone. Yeah, they, the, the other boys kind of left me hanging to dry tonight, so... Uh, Ardell, GG boys, yep, uh, you're going to have to hear me say it at the end because both Chris and James are not here, so sorry about that. Um, also, Ardell saying, Haskinen is so freaking good at every little detail, and that's the thing that, you know, he hasn't really been the offensive juggernaut that we saw at the beginning of the season when we were talking about, you know, could Miro possibly be a Norris Trophy finalist or win the Norris Trophy? And at the beginning of the season, you could definitely say that, yeah, he deserved to win the Norris. But that, that's kind of tailed off a little bit, and other defensemen, I think, deserve it. I, You know, shout out. I think Roman Yossi should win it and should deserve it. But all the little details that Haskinen does is the reason why he's going to make $8.5 for the next eight years. So, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Mara Haskin. So, just absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Talked about that. Talked about that. Yeah, Ardell. Ardell says, Chris hates on my boy, Michael Roffel. He is one of my favorite players right now. Okay. So Chris can back off. Michael Roffel is Bay. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> is that outdated? I think Bay is outdated at this point, but whatever. He's my new Jason Dickinson. And I love Jason Dickinson. So yeah, we'll just go with that. Don't have ver- I don't have much to say about that after that. Um, let's see. Oh, we got some, some Lindy rough talking. Uh, New Jersey had no use for a good two way forward. Lindy Ruff waved him. Go figure. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back to the Lindy rough era. I don't want to do that. Cause yeah. And yes, I agree with you, Ardell. 
rough hockey is losing hockey. And as great as that team was when we won, uh, when we got first in the Western Conference, it we didn't play any defense and we didn't get deep in the playoffs because of it. And that's this team is the exact opposite of that uh, Lindy Ruff team. So hopefully that continues to go. Uh, Ardell also saying, I'm a big fan of the post-game show on the ticket, dude. I've called in every game for five years without a miss, playoffs included. Yeah, and uh, I, I love the, the post-game show on the ticket. Uh, Bruce Levine and Owen Newkirk do a absolutely fantastic job. You know, I would absolutely love to have one of them on the podcast at some point. Obviously, we can't do that, you know, directly after game because they got a job to do. But, you know... Maybe having them sometime during the summer when, uh, you know, hockey's over and it's really just off-season stuff, maybe talking to them. Uh, I don't know. What, what what do you guys think? Should I try and see if I can get them on on the show? It, it, it also just depends. I don't know if the stars would allow them to even come on uh, this podcast. But uh, I'd love to have them on because I love both of those guys. Um, and Ardell also saying, I like when sarcastic delays start time 20 minutes or so, so I can juggle both. I'm a fan of this podcast. Chambers boys work hard, even if Chris hates on Raffle and Hanley unfairly. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, he does hate on Raffle and Hanley, and I love both of those guys. But I appreciate it, man. Uh, we we work hard to, to do this. So anyways, Ardell also saying, James is the student niche of sarcastic remarks. He brings the jam. Yes. And I really wish that he could come on more often, but just with his job, it's just a little bit too much. And as, and again, in the uh, I know I'm talking about the off season, like the like the playoffs are already done, but I'm really looking forward to the off season because we'll be able to do it at a more consistent basis, like once a week, and uh, we can actually plan it to where James and Chris and I can all do it every single time, every single week. So. We'll see how that gets to that season. And we're going to bring on a bunch of guests. I've already got a couple lined up that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, a, couple, a couple of big names. So I'm not going to ruin it now. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. So anyways, uh, let's see. Let me take like two more. Two more. Um, Katrina Ray saying Norris Trophy. Nope, that is the, the best defenseman uh in the nhl and don't even i'm not gonna open that can of worms right now we'll talk about that in the offseason what i think about the norris trophy there should long story short there should be more than just one defenseman trophy okay because the norris trophy it's so objective is it the best offensive defenseman best defensive defenseman best two-way defenseman what is it i don't know okay so anyways uh i'm gonna leave it at that because otherwise i'm gonna get into another 30 minute discussion on that um let, oh okay so brandon also saying but does he stay for another year that remains to be seen and i believe he's talking about clinger if, if i'm if i'm correct so uh man that, that that's such a hard question because it would be so weird to see him in a different jersey than a dallas stars jersey because he was drafted by this organization. He was developed by this organization. He's played so well for so long with this team. I would hate to see him go somewhere else. And, you know, it, it, it would be so weird. It And especially because I kind of grew up with this guy. This guy is around my age. He's only a year younger than me. I'm 28 and he's 20. Uh, no, he's 29. He's a year older than me. Excuse me. So it, it would just be really weird to see him go off and 
you know, be on a different team. I really hope they figure something out. Um, Brandon, uh, if he stays, how much and how long? <sighs> that is so hard. Um, if he stays, and I'll just make a quick prediction, five years at $6.75 million. That is is just a guess. Five years at six point seven five million, and that's even more than uh, I originally said. I think I originally said six point two five, and now I'm up to six point seven five because he's been playing better as of recent. So the only thing that scares me is that if he gets that contract, then where does the money from Robo come from? Where does the money for Hints come from when Hints is due for his contract extension? You know, it's. So I would be okay with that. And maybe if you push it to seven, it, I would still be okay with that. But I just don't see how they can afford an eight year for $8 million like they gave uh, Mira Haskinen. And he doesn't do the same thing that Mira Haskinen does for this team. So he's still very important, but Haskinen's more important. So, okay, guys, um, I'm going to uh, close it off here for tonight. I said it was going to be shorter. It wasn't. <laughs> it's, we're still looking at 46 minutes in, so... Thank you guys for tuning in tonight and, uh, you know, keeping the conversation going along uh, without Chris or James here. I really appreciate that. Thank you once again to DraftKings for being our sponsor for our entire uh, podcast and for the Hockey Podcast Network. Go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Uh, we have our first phase of our merch at StarCasterMarkShop.com. Please go and check that out. That's the best and most direct way you can support our podcast. And along with nobody else, I'm Ryan. I guess I have to say it. GG boys. Have a good night, and we will catch you guys again on Thursday.